To the Ether. Today is Friday, January 14th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up to date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. Today on the Ether, we have the White Whale Community Update. Let's take a listen. I'm Bob Blah Blah, the intern at White Whale. I'll be moderating. And um, today I'm joined by Sebastian, our co-founder and CEO. Um, again, the structure of the call will start with announcements and then alpha and then end with a Q&A. Um, and before we get started, a quick disclaimer that we want to um, just stay, say that the statements in this call are based on the opinions of the team and may be subject to change. And nothing in this call is financial advice. And without further ado, um, Sebastian, um, all yours. Yep. Thank you, sir. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the White Whale update call. Happy to have you here. Um, just on a, on a personal note. Um, today is my 10-year anniversary, and uh, it is also my son's second birthday. <laughs> so quite a bit going on today. So forgive me if we, we're going to keep this call short. I have a, I have a wheels on the bus party to, pl- to put together and set up and attend to. Um, but regardless, we are here. Um, we have a fair amount of updates for you, and um, and we're we're happy to take questions and and all that good stuff. So, without further ado, let's let's get into it. So, I want to begin um, by commenting on and and kind of explaining the ethos of White Whale a little bit, but commenting on the recent resurgence of UST FUD. Um, that we've seen on Twitter lately because it's very relevant to us. It's very relevant to this project. Um, so, so first of all, what I want to say is that um, the primary objective of White Whale, the reason why this project was was started, um, you know, and built, was to empower the community to be able to keep, keep the peg. Right. So we want to be White Whale will be one line of defense. Um, that protects the UST peg, okay? Um, we're not the only one by any means and we don't wanna be, right? And we are grateful for all the other players um, that contribute to help keeping the peg, right? We're happy that um, that some trading firms do it. We're happy that individuals are, you know, um, the fact that that Do Kwan's putting together some, some BTC collateral, um, you know, all of these things, all of these elements that contribute to enforcing the peg are, necess- are necessary and strengthen the ecosystem, right? The role of White Whale is 
to give the community the power that um to to enforce the peg as well right so so the community has a seat at the table um and we can defend the peg in any circumstance right so that's that's our role is to empower to give the community the tools um to be able to keep the peg along with the other um you know people and firms and mechanisms that are in place right so th so that's what we're here to do that being said it is also white whale is also designed and built to be the holder and the arbor of last resort okay so and what i mean by that is once the funds in our tre once our vaults go live right which we're, we're talking about in two three weeks um knock on wood um but once our vaults go live you know and the 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 funds in our treasury are deposited into our ust vault um they will stay there and they will arb the peg they will keep the peg in any circumstance right in any doomsday in any black swan event um you know the only way they they could be withdrawn from the vault is through a, through a governance vote right which by the time that all happened um any crisis situation would be would be done with right so um, so white whale is designed to be the last man standing right if in in any circumstance in any situation right these other things even even trading firms um you know and other individuals keeping the peg they could all jump ship fairly quickly white whale cannot it's it's built so it cannot right white whale will arb the peg um you know as as long as there's a peg to arb okay that's that's how it's designed that's how it's built so but regarding the, the, the FUD, this recent spell of UST FUD, right, you, if you pay attention, you'll see it's starting to get more and more specific, right? So um, you have a lot of people talking about Anchor and if Anchor's yield is sustainable and, and all that stuff. And I think that's relevant and worth discussing. Um, however, you know, if it's not, Anchor's, Anchor's yield will just lower, right? That's not necessarily an, uh, that's not necessarily an ex existential threat to the peg. Um, what I think is more relevant um, is the talk, you're starting to hear more and more talk of intentional attacks against the UST peg, right? So Soros-like attacks on UST, right? Um, it is my personal opinion that UST is mature enough now and established enough now that I don't, I personally don't think that organic market movements um, can break it, even, even volatile ones right um even may like crashes and things like that um i don't think that organic market movements could break now i could be wrong that's that's my opinion right um however i am you know i am i wouldn't say concerned but i'm acutely aware that when somebody you know not everybody's interests aligns with the success of ust Right. And when people out there, when somebody out there figures out or thinks they have figured out um, a way to profit off the depegging of UST, off the collapse of UST, I believe in the months, years to come, um, there will be intentional malicious attacks on the peg. I just I think sooner or later we're going to run into it. That's that's just my opinion. And if you think about it, I mean, you have you have competing stable stable coins, right? Um, both 
both centralized ones and newer algo stable coins you know ust ust has enemies right you have the eth maxis um you know you have you have trading firms that if they if they think they figured out a way to profit off of you know shorting luna and, and then crashing the, the peg something like that um you have state actors central banks right there are lots of entities whose finan financial interests don't necessarily align um with ust holding its peg okay so you know we have to be aware of that and we have to be prepared for anything now i hope no no attacks like that ever come um however that's that's what we're building for right that's what we're trying to fortify against and prepare for our situations like that so the community has a chance to defend itself and and to defend the peg right um that's what we're doing here that that's our mission okay um so that being said, if something like that ever did happen, White Whale would be, you know, would be there and you guys could could keep your UST deposited and it will it will continue arbing as long as there is a peg to arb. Right. So so that's um that's the ethos of the project. That's that's our main mission. And pretty soon our UST vault will be live and we will have accomplished that mission. OK, so that's the introduction. Um, I'm going to move into announcements and kind of cruise cruise through the recent announcements. So as you guys probably have noticed, our governance has been launched. Um, this is our simple V1 governance, right? We, you know, we, we basically use the anchor contract. We took the anchor contract, made a couple minor tweaks to it. Um, but essentially what you have is the anchor governance contract. Okay. We will transition to a more permanent model of, of governance. It will be a more elegant, um, model, you know, um, we're, we're looking at curve. We're kind of building off the curve model, um, with, you know, with sort of lock periods, um, and incentivized rewards for locking and and different features such as that um but we wanted to give you guys you know we wanted to put up a governance because we, there are important decisions to be made and we wanted you to be able to stake and um and and earn earn something on your whale okay so the way it's set up our thresholds um it requires 60 percent votes um to pass 60 percent yes votes to pass and there's a 30 percent quorum um you know, none of the insider tokens, none of the private investor or team tokens um, can stake or vote, right? Um, no, no lock tokens can stake or vote. Um, and there's a 5k minimum whale to create a poll, right? So those are those are the ground rules. Um, now the rewards, the way that the staking rewards are set up, right, is there what we call non dilutive staking rewards. So that means that we are distributing rewards at a rate less than what our treasury is growing by okay so our treasury is growing approximately by um a little over a million whale per day at current values and rates okay it's about 1.2 million whale per day um the governance the, the staking rewards are about half of that okay so we're talking 600k whale a day so that means that our treasury is growing at a rate um, that is faster than the, the tokens that we are emitting. Those tokens, the staking rewards, are being emitted from the non-circulating supply just in a non-dilutive manner. Remember, everything, you know, our, our entire model and our entire building philosophy is sustainability, right? We're trying to build something um, that is sustainable for the long term, tokenomics that work, um that you know with that we don't have to worry about running out of tokens or emitting too much or or those kinds of things okay eventually 
um, this will move the, the staking ratio, right? The, the reward distribution ratio will move to one to one. Okay. So while we're accumulating for our treasury, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be emitting tokens for, for governance stakers. Okay. However, once the, once the treasury is mature, we will convert to um, the, the yield from the treasury, right? Will be calculated that will be used to purchase whale on the open market. And those tokens will be will be distributed to to whale governance stakers. So 100% of the yield will be distributed um, to governance stakers and per and purchased on the open market. That's what we're moving towards. Now, what I'll say is this: um, we could, you know, through a governance vote, that could always be adjusted. We, somebody could introduce um, some sort of hybrid model where, let's say, the treasury is yielding. You know, let's say 50% of the of the yield of the treasury buys and burns whale tokens, um, and then 50% is yield to or is is distributed as yield to stakers, things like that. That could always be adjusted, but we're moving towards um, a large mature treasury that's generating a lot of yield, right? And that's purchasing whale and either burning them or distributing them to to whale stakers. Okay. Um, so bugs that we've fixed recently. Um, so the APR has been listed on front end for LP for LP staking. We have the LPR listed. Um, the price chart has been fixed on our dashboard. The price chart was off. Um, we we adjusted. We took off thirty percent slippage. That's no longer necessary. That was really put in for our launch. Um, so now the slippage options, I believe, are one, two, and five percent with the default set at one. Um, our governance has been configured to mobile. That just happened today. So if you look, um, if you look on mobile, you can now stake and unstake using mobile, and and sort of the the site has been configured to mobile. Um, and then the decimals on the governance staking have been adjusted. So now you can see the exact amount of your stake tokens. Okay, so those bugs have been fixed. Um, we're aware of a few more, and we're 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 working on them. Um, all right, then this next announcement is our second audit, our second smart contract audit has been started um, by Oak Security. That's the terror. Those are the terror auditors. They audited Anchor. They audited Mirror, Astro, right? Um, the, they're the Kryptonics guys. Um, so they're expected to be finished. They quoted us two weeks. Right. Um, and then we did hear back from um, from CERDIC. They expect to have our audit, our initial audit report done on the 20th. So we are looking at both audits probably finishing close to the same time. Um, so we're going to have two audits um, to compare and, and to work on and to fix bugs from and things like that. So um, we're ready. We're, we're prepared for that. We're ready for the reports. We're ready to address any issues. Um, so far, you know, we've heard from CERDIC that there's no major, major problems with it. So, um, so hopefully it's just some little stuff that we can address and then we can get, get these balls launched. But that's, that's the update on the, um, on the audits. Um, we're going to introduce uh, for our discord community. We're going to introduce a, a tree leveling structure, right? It's not meant to give any hard rewards. However, you know, there are some community members that spent a lot of time in our discord chat. Um, we appreciate them. There's some great discussions in there and some um, very intelligent people and, and suggestions and we're, we're watching them and we're listening to them. But um, but we're going to reward sort of the the loyal discord community, give them some rank and titles and things like that and, and you know, implement a, a, some kind of a structure there. Um, the past 
couple weeks, we've added two new team members. So our team is now 12. Um, we currently have five, a five man bot team. Okay. If you include, if you include Howard, um, we got five working just on bots. Okay. Um, so we are, we are building, we are still looking for one more front end dev. So we have four guys on the back end, four guys on smart contracts, and we currently only have one on the front end. So I'm sure you guys have noticed that, you know, our, our list, our to-do list on the front end, um, you know, is, is, you know, we, we get behind sometimes, but it's just because of, of lack of manpower. So we're looking for another front end dev. So if anybody out there has experience with React um, and, and front end experience, reach out to us, um, probably Twitter, uh, send us a message on Twitter is probably the best way, um, probably part-time contracted work type of thing. So um, so if, if you're interested in that, please, please reach out to us. All right, so now update on the bots. So we're continuing to optimize and improve our bots. Like I said, we've recently beefed up our bot team. Um, this is now becoming our focus, right? As our contracts are under audit, um, you know, and they're they're pretty much done and ready to be launched. Um, so we're we're really zeroing in on the bots. The the optimization of the bots is going to be an ongoing process. That's just how it is. That's how it works. We're always going to be doing it um, to get competitive and to stay competitive, right? Um, we're currently running multiple arbitrage strategies live in our you know in our vault internally. We're currently running multiple arb strategies. Um, we're peg arbing on TerraSwap. We're peg arbing on Astro. Um, we're running a UST based multi-dex ARB strategy. So we're, we're ARBing um, against all three DEXs, right? We're ARBing price differences against TerraSwap, Astroport, and Loop. Um, and we're also running a mirror liquidation strategy currently, okay? Um, we are going to introduce a Loop peg ARB strategy here pretty soon, add that to the, um, to the suite of strategies. Uh, as well as you know the other liquidation strategies, we're basically going to going to keep adding more and more arbitrage strategies to the UST vault. Um, but those are the ones that are currently running live on mainnet right now. Okay. Um, what what I'll say just in general about the bots, you know, and and what <laughs> what we learned is is you know arbitrage is for the most part boring. It's kind of like going fishing, right? And it sounds it sounds really glamorous. Um, but then you get out there and you stick your pole out there and you're waiting, right? So when 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 markets aren't shaking, there's very little activity, right? I mean, that's that's just kind of how it is. Um, it, you know, our bots currently in their current state, they will successfully defend defend the peg, right? And they will be profitable in in depegging events when when the market really shakes, things like that. However, in stable markets and for, for the vast majority of the time, they're not going to generate that much yield in their current state, right? So I want to make sure that everybody's expectations um, you know, I, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea, like we're going to launch this fall and it's going to be some huge yield um, all day, every day. Okay, that's that's not what it's going to be. In stable markets, you're going to be pretty much looking at anchor yield, um, you know, but there will be spikes in volatility when there's, you know, when the market shakes, basically. We are currently developing other arbitrage strategies. 
Um, you know, so our, our first goal was to protect the peg, keep the peg, right? Um, that that ARB strategy admittedly isn't the most profitable. The peg is well armed and well protected. There's a proper bot war going on to protect the peg, which is good. That is good news. We want that. Um, but we're still, you know, so, but that was our focus was to develop, to develop competitive peg ARB strategies first. So now we are developing strategies that um, hopefully have a little bit more meat on the bone um, and can be more consistent um, and, you know, basically less crowded, right? So where there's, um, where they can hit trades in, even in stable markets, you know what I mean? And, and generate, generate yield more consistently, right? So those strategies are currently being developed. Um, we're also considering other methods to generate passive income in the vaults, right? Because if there's going to be all this UST sitting in the vault, we are going to de deposit it into Anchor, um, but we're also looking into other passive income methods for, to, you know, to, to further optimize the AUST to squeeze out more yields, um, other Delta Nutra strategies, those kinds of things. All right. Um, so that's that's the update on the bots. Um, the other announcement or the note here is just, you know, we're, we're putting a high priority on security. We're running two audits simultaneously. Um, right. That's that's we just we just want everybody. We want to assure everybody that these that our vaults are secure. Um, you know, we also have a very high coverage in software testing. OK, um, compared to compared to other contra other contracts, other protocols on Anchor. Our, we have lots and lots of coverage. We have a very high coverage ratio on our contracts um, just because we want them We want them to work. We want them to be right. We want to be secure. We want them to be secure. All right, that's, um, those are the announcements. So uh, as far as the alpha section goes um, for, our, for today's call, um, I want to introduce an idea we have for you guys regarding our airdrop. Um, and again, this is not finalized. The way we kind of do things is we, ha if we have an idea internally that we like, um, we will float it out there one way or another to the community and see what the, you know, kind of take the temperature and see what the initial feedback is. Okay. Um, but this is what we've been kind of, you know, considering and, and putting together as far as our airdrop allocation. So as you know, there are 30 million tokens, 3% that have been allocated to airdrop. Um, you know, we're, but basically the community will make the final decision what, what ultimately happens with those 30 million tokens. We could, you know, we could do a, a traditional airdrop as was our original plan when we, when we did the distribution schedule, we could do something unconventional, we could burn the tokens, um, it will be up, it will be a community decision, right? But here's, here's what we're floating out there for today, okay? So as many of you know, um, we are also creating an NFT collection called the Guardian Whales. And um, if you look at my my Discord profile pic or some of our team members profile pics on Twitter, um, and we've tweeted them out, but we are, you know, we are developing, we are creating our own um, our own NFT collection, a proper NFT collection. And I, I like it. I think it's pretty cool. We have a great in-house designer. He's doing a great job. The art is pretty much done. The characteristics and rarities are pretty much complete on the NFT collection. Um, so our plan was to airdrop that collection, airdrop the NFT collection to our stakers to our governance stakers right um we have been in talks with loop um and loop has is developing um nft bonds 
okay so basically they have nfts these are nfts that have tokens bonded to them and they are distributed over a vesting schedule okay so our idea is to airdrop the guardian whale nft collection um and they will have whale tokens bonded to them connected to them which will be released over a vesting schedule say of six months or something like that so everybody who's staking to governance or however we decide to distribute distribute the airdrop will receive um a guardian whale nft right and that guardian whale nft will have whale tokens attached to it from the airdrop allocation um and and there will be different tiers there will there will be different rarity tiers um and that will determine how many whale tokens are attached to the NFT. So say the the, the bottom 50% rarities will have a thousand whale attached to them. And then maybe the next tier will have 3000 whale and then five or 10,000. And then the real rare ones will have a whole lot of whale tokens attached to them. Um, so then basically you can take your NFT, you can stake it, um, you can you can go stake it and then you can claim your rewards as they are vested. Uh, you could claim your your airdrop rewards as they are vested over the the schedule of say six months, right? So what this does is a few things. Um, one, it's not just a dump of 30 million tokens onto our circulating supply so people can go sell their tokens. It's a gradual release over six months, right? That's one. Two, um, you know, there will be secondary sales of these NFTs, right? They will be listed on marketplaces and they will be sold and they'll be and they'll trade in Luna, right? So the Luna, um, the, the royalties from the secondary sales will go straight to the white whale treasury. Okay, so, um, you know, so that that is a way for us. It's basically and, and that's forever. Right. So every time uh, every time an NFT is traded, you know, we, we will collect royalties that will go straight to our treasury. Now, you got to remember, these NFTs will actually have value because they will have vested whale tokens attached to them. Um, so I would think that there would be some pretty good volume and, and interest and in trading activity for them. Um, so, you know, so we kind of get something out of the airdrop, right? Also, it's fun. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's kind of the next evolutionary step with NFTs, tokens bonded to them, um, you know, so, so that's kind of what we're thinking for an airdrop. You know, and um, we have other ideas for the Guardian Whale NFTs. You know, my sort of vision, my thought is that they would serve kind of as a digital ID, kind of as your your a non ID for the for as a whale community member. Um, you know, when you talk utility for NFTs, it's a bit hairy because um, the regulatory environment is so new and so not caught up to that. And there's concerns, uh, you know, about uh, about securities and things like that. So but however, um, we want to explore utility for the Guardian Whale NFT collection in the white whale platform ecosystem um, as it as it becomes appropriate as it becomes appropriate right we we want we want these nfts to sort of be a part of of our of our ecosystem right um so so that's the vision right and that's the idea for the airdrop so i will you know i will leave that to you guys and um i i look forward to uh to a discussion about it all right so um so that is the alpha section um you know then all, all i have now is just a conclusion 
you know, and uh, it's this, the next few weeks are going to be very busy for us, right? Um, these are, these are a busy few weeks we have coming up. We're ready for them. We're ready to receive our audit reports um, and, and fix whatever needs fixed and get these vaults, vaults launched. I expect the UST vault to be launched in the next, you know, few weeks, um, two, three weeks. I don't know that we're going to get get into it in January. Our CERTIC audit is coming back a little later than we expected. Um, we'll shoot for end of January, but you know, it's it's weeks away, guys. Um, and that's our that's our flagship product. When we launch our UST vault, um, you know, I believe that will be you know one. It will be a landmark moment for for Luna and for the Luna community. Okay, because and and we have big moments all the time, but this will be one. Um, because now at that moment, the community will have the power to keep the peg, right? Um, that's the, 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 it will have this new power. It will have the tools. It will have the ability to enforce the peg. We don't have to rely on jump capital. We don't have to rely on Doquan even, um, we can keep the peg ourselves, right? So that, that was the main objective. That was the point. Like that was why you know we started building this this project and once that's live it's it's going to feel great you know it's going to be a, a great accomplishment accomplishment um however it's also just the beginning right once once we've delivered that um you know the ability for the community to keep the peg our, our next focus will be continuing to optimize the bots the vaults the strategies continuing to develop new arbitrage strategies expanding the vaults adding new vaults going cross-chain right there there's lots and lots more to do after we have um you know delivered the tools to the community to keep the peg right so um you know and all of all of the arbitrage all of the vaults all of the all of the strategies the point is that they make the ecosystem more secure and efficient right so whether we're arbing the other stables back to their peg or just the the assets across exchanges to make them more cons to make to make the the prices more consistent um but all of this is a means to an end not only do we earn profits um you know but we we make the we make the ecosystem more efficient right the only other thing i say i'll say is that um, you know, as far as the whale token, the whale token is directly tied to the treasury, right? The treasury was meant to be, um, you know, the, the, the treasury one is what is funds that you actually govern with the whale governance token um, and what you're rewarded out of. But it's, you know, it, it's basically supposed to be the bank of, of whale, right? Um, you know, so. As our vaults trade, every time an arbitrage trade is hit in our vaults of any strategy, a percentage of that is going to go to the treasury, right? So if a UST peg arb trade hits, boom, a percentage of that goes to the treasury. If a Luna trade hits, right, any arbitrage trade ever, and even if we, um, you know, the flash loans, if someone else calls a flash loan, right, when we open up and outsource the flash loans, if anyone in the ecosystem uses one of our flash loans, we're going to make a little profit, and a percentage of that is going to the treasury. It's kind of like, um, you know, Astroport or Loop, where every, you know, every swap fee, they get a, you know, the, a percentage of the swap fee goes to the holders, goes to the stakers. It's the same principle. Every time um, our vaults hit an ARB trade, a percentage of the profits will go to the treasury, right? The treasury will accumulate, the treasury will earn yield, the yield will be distributed to the gov stakers. So um, I just wanna make sure everybody understands 
um, the the value accrual, right? And the way that the that the way that value from the arbitrage is captured by the whale tokens. Great. So that's what I have for you guys today. Um, happy to happy to take questions. Why don't you blah blah blah? Why don't you jump in and? Uh, Oh, hey, guys. Uh, Sebastian, uh, I had a question for you regarding uh, audits and such, um, which uh, like these days when it comes to like folks like Certic and others, um, what kind of like difficulties or wait times are you guys having in terms of like uh, delays there? <clears throat> the reason I ask is, let's say like the community discovers an interesting ARB that you could implement. Um, how, how long do you think it would take to implement a new strategy um, from the perspective mm -hmm. of like auditing and everything? Yeah. So um, so to answer the first part of your question, yeah, I mean that scheduling audits is a, is a pain, right? And it's a, it's a magic trick. And, you know, they're, they're both the auditors we dealt with were very different as far as lead times. Um, but there were pluses and minuses to both as far as scheduling. You know, one of them was a huge lead time. It was, you know, m multiple months. We scheduled it in mid-November, I think. Um, you know, the other one started right away, but it was, an, you know, an eight-week audit. So, you know, it was kind of all over the board with scheduling audits, to be honest with you. Um, the one thing they have in common is they're all expensive, <laughs> right? But, um, you know, the, the way our our contracts are structured and the way our vaults are structured, basically the new, um, so if we wanted to add a new asset, so beyond a new asset vault, so beyond the UST vault, beyond the Luna vault, if we wanted to add a new asset vault, that would just be replicated and it's already an audited contract, right? So, um, so we don't necessarily need to go through the audit process um, to add a new, to add a new asset vault. Now that, you know, if we do need to make adjustments or, or, or um, you know, new strategies. So the strategies are, are done really through bots, right? And, and the bots, you know, they, they're, they all operate within the vaults and, um, you know, that you, you don't really need to, you don't really need to audit the bots. So, you know, we're, we're pretty nimble as far as that goes, um, as far as what we can do after these two audits. That being said, they're, you know, there will always be something new that we're doing, something new that we're building or trying that will need to be reviewed or audited, right? So I, I, I can imagine it being an ongoing process. And I just saw today, um, I think it was, is it Vinny, is that his name? Um, the, the, the guy in the Luna community who's a security expert and he tweeted about ongoing, you know, he's starting some, I think it was called SV, SV Luna or something, but he's starting a, um something that that monitors consistently right the security and and as there's updates as there's upgrades so i i immediately saw that and thought hmm this sounds this sounds like it's great and it's much needed um but yeah i mean that that's kind of where it's at the mo most for the most part introducing new bots introducing new strategies we we have the infrastructure built and audited to do that um just cool, thank you. just to add on to to add on a little bit I think um, so. Basically, our bots are are unaudited. It's the smart contracts that are audited. But the the main key is that the the smart contract for the vaults. It's that's that's our bread and butter because 
none of the, the ARM transactions will go through if it doesn't make a profit. So like the bot could, we can have unaudited bad bots, but none of the, you won't, we won't be losing anyone money because it won't go through unless it, it calculates a profit. Um, and then, so that's at the end of the day, we're going to make that as like a contract as a service so that anyone can use our smart contract and run their own bots and hopefully like for a fee, use some of the money in the vaults. Cause we don't want to be the only ones making bots. We want to open up that right. community where they can use our smart contracts that have been audited and like make money for the community. Right. But we're yeah. going to launch with our own bot. Initially, yeah. And then yeah. that's going to be at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and he brings up a great point, and and that's I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. So the end game here, right? So we right now we have a five man bot team, and and I think we have a strong bot team to be honest with you, and we're going to build some some badass bots, right? Um, however, we can't. There's too many strategies out there. There's too many opportunities out there. Like we want to flip it and we want to open it up. Uh, so the end game is where eventually the community is building bots. Um, you know, I, I would even like to do hackathons or, or some kind of competitions or something like that to open it up. And anybody is running their own arbit arbitrage strategy, calling on our vaults, calling on our flash loans. Um, and then we're, we're taking a little piece of it, right? But it's, it's flipped and it's open. That's, um, that's the end game. Any other questions? Thoughts on the NFT? Thoughts on the airdrop? Nobody's curious today, huh? Oh, here we go. Hi there. Um, so this isn't quite on the, uh, the airdrop or the NFT. I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. But um, just on the topic of um, the audit, I'm curious if you, you kind of mentioned you have a pretty strong back end team um, and you're a little limited on the front end. And if there are ways that you're kind of um, initially or continuously combating any attacks to your front end, um such as you know we've seen with badger there was an attack um on their front end changing their destination address and so i just want to make sure that yeah. that's kind of being addressed thanks yeah yeah so what we do have we we also have a very strong devops team um and they are they are all over that kind of stuff right they just they, they just are i mean anything from um you know, from, from spamming um, or or vulnerabilities on that end, um, you know, they're 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 good like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that that we're we're aware of, you know. And I I don't know that I don't know that there will be vulnerabilities on the front end, but it, it's a valid point, you know. That that's a valid point, um, and it's 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 certainly something something to consider you know um I'll, I'll have to i'll have to go back talk to the team and make sure that everything's everything's tight on on the front end as well but um but yeah i think i think we're good there all right thanks mm -hmm. dg you there go ahead and pick someone hey, else so i had a question about the arbing that you guys have been doing on your own pools in a completely stable market how are the rates of the arbitrage that you've been trying on TerraSwap or astroport and stuff like that yeah, so in when the market's stable, there's just there's just not a lot of activity, right? So the 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 yield's negligible. I mean, we'll hit trades, you know. Um, the 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 good news is that we're hitting more trades now and we're failing less. So our bots are are getting faster. 
Um, but there needs to be opportunities, right? There needs to be opportunities. So it's really when the market shakes that we start to see, um, you know, we start to see more activity. Stable markets, uh, you know, for us in our current state are pretty boring. So that's what I was saying. We're, you know, we're we're working on developing strategies where there are, you know, there are more opportunities even when the markets are are relatively stable. Right. But but as far as the peg arb goes, you know, um, the pegs really tight. The peg stays really tight, even, you know, even when the market shakes a little bit. Right. Um, so so the, the peg arb bots are pretty quiet when uh, when the market's stable. Yep. I actually really like the concept of white whale because I know that at the very least I'll be guaranteed anchor yield. Like if there's arbitrage, that's even better. Right. I know that at the very least anchor is guaranteed. So it's really nice. Yeah, anchor certainly makes our job a lot easier, right? Because that's a base where where everybody can start with and be happy with, and then the the arbitrage profits are are gravy. Yep, and that's why I think it's a no brainer for a lot of people to get into white whale because there isn't a lot of risk knowing that you're getting a guaranteed white whale. I mean, a guaranteed anchor yield. Yeah, yeah. I think what we're gonna see, and I, I mentioned this on the last call, but what we're gonna see is when we launch, um, you know, assuming markets are stable. The, the the yield's basically going to be anchor, maybe a little bit over. But then as we develop and implement more strategies, as we, um, you know, explore other passive yield opportunities, we will aggregate more yield and we'll, you know, we'll, the, I think the yield will go up over time. The also, also the other thing we'll see, we'll see spikes, um, you know, when, when the market shakes, right. When there's crashes, when there's liquid, when there's liquidations, the liquidations, I think there's, there's profit there. Right. So, you know, like I said, we have a mirror liquidation bot running now. Um, we'll be implementing Mars. We'll be implementing Levana. Um, you know, so when, when the market shakes, when there's volatility, we'll see sort of these spikes in, in yield. A hundred percent. That sounds really nice. And if you don't mind, could you elaborate a little more on what the liquidation bots are? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm probably not the guy to answer that, to be honest with you. Um, I, and, and unfortunately we don't, we don't have, um, guys from our bot team here now. So let's, let's circle back to that on a, on another call. Sure. So it's the best place to get more involved on discord. Yeah, Discord's great. Yeah, I think I think that would be the best place to jump into conversations and get more involved. Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yep. Hey, um, yeah, I uh, I have a more basic question. Um, thanks for uh, doing this awesome service for the community. And uh, also, uh, that was one of the best, uh, like one of my first uh, liquidity bootstrapping events. And it was really uh, well done uh, compared to a lot of other ones that I've seen. Um, my main question is kind of basic, like from what I understood is like, wh what is the mechanism for uh, us as community participants to um, get the, get those rewards? Is it just holding the white whale tokens or is there uh, and you know, currently I just have, have my white whale tokens uh, deposited with, uh, uh, I guess, the vault that you yeah. guys have, uh, and is that the only um, only thing I have to do? Uh, yeah, and, and that, that changes because well, what I was wondering is that like the market price of whale would go up and down with people buying and selling it as well, right? So I mean, like, how does that 
kind of um, play into like, you know, if something happens uh, where the price goes down because a lot of people are exiting or something like that, how do I like keep guaranteed to be getting the gains from the bots making money? Yeah. So to answer your first question, um, yeah, staking staking the governance is really what you want to do. Um, that's so our model and our the way the way our architecture is designed is to reward um, governance stakers, right? The governance stakers, the, those who stake to are your whale tokens to governance. You're the guys running the protocol. You're the ones making the decisions. Um, you know, and so everything is designed basically to funnel to the treasury, right? The 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 flows, the cash flows go to the treasury, and then the treasury distributes the wards to the whale stakers. That's how the protocol is designed. It's not designed to, to reward LP stakers, right? It's not designed to reward just holders or traders. It's designed to um to reward the gov stakers. So that's where that's if you want to be an active member of whale, you know, that that's what you do with your tokens. As far as the other question goes, yeah, I mean there's risk to holding whale just like there's risk to holding any crypto, right? I mean, we're we're trying to build we're trying to build a project that performs well in one in volatility, right? But also in bear markets. Okay. That's now we're not going to be immune. We're not going to pretend like we're we're bear proof because bear markets, everybody sells everything, right? But but we are intentionally building a, a product, one to have a floor with the treasury, um, the right. So there's a floor for the market cap, but also that that performs well and sort of withstands um, the you know the the effects of the bear and in volatility, um, you know we'll we'll actually see spikes in yield. So that's that's one thing that we're trying for. However, you know, invest at your own risk, right? Do your own research and invest at your own risk. There's there's no investment out there that's without risk. Um, it's it's two forty five. Let's take a couple more questions. Then um, then I'm gonna go and uh, and go to my son's birthday party. Go ahead, blah blah blah. Call on somebody else. Bones, bones, you're up. <laughs> Sorry, my man. Uh, unmuting wasn't working. So yeah, um, I think I had more so a kind of basic question as well. Um, as far as um, staking to the LP and staking to governance, um, what are what would be the benefits to um, providing to the LP at this point? Yeah, I mean, the only benefit is swap fees, right? Which you're sharing with with us that we're and we own most of the pool. So I wouldn't. I mean, personally, I don't see a point in LPing as an individual. I, I, you know, what it does do. I mean, some people like to farm, like the LP. Because it it decreases your price exposure, your price exposure risk by half, right? So some people look at impermanent loss as a as a net positive because you you have fifty percent um, less exposure to the to the price movements, you know. So if, if that's your thing and if you want to LP it and earn the swap fees, uh, you know you're you're welcome to. But um, you know we're we're not incentivizing it because it's no longer needed, you know. And the other thing too, you know. Uh, us owning i'll just say that i know we've said this a, a million times but us owning our liquidity pool from the beginning a 20 million dollar liquidity pool from the beginning is such an asset right because once our pro once we take off you know right now we're still at ido price you know but that liquidity pool is only going to grow right it's only going to grow it's only going to get bigger and it's going to accrue fees swap fees forever right it's as long as white whale is trading we are 
we are accumulating swap fees, that pool is growing, and that directly equates to buy pressure on the whale token. So basically what we what we did, you know, what we pulled off with the boot swap um, and by owning a $20 million pool from the beginning is instead of a liability where you have to rent your own liquidity, right? You have to emit tokens. So, you know, so mercenaries and yield farmers will provide liquidity. We own our liquidity pool. It's an asset. It's a yield generating, uh, you know, asset and ever growing engine um, in our treasury, right? So it's, uh, you know, I'm very like, as a founder, it is such a weight off of my back and it's such a relief to know that we we own the, we own our pool. We don't have to worry about it forever, right? And and that's that's really the the philosophy. That's the ethos is we are building, we're trying to build something sustainable. We're trying to build we, we have the long term in mind. We have, you know, multi-year vision, right? Um and and we want something that's a model that's sustainable forever through bull through bear um there's value there's intrinsic value there's treasury value right there there's nothing that oh crap what are we going to do when our emissions run out or oh crap we have a runway here you, you know um we're we're trying to build for the long term and sustainable awesome man thank you so much yep hey hey sebastian uh thanks for for hosting today i guess a couple of quick questions and I apologize if I missed it at the beginning, but what what is the expected timing right now in terms of, of actually having the bot ready and operational and, and generating revenue? The bot or the vaults? The the bots. The bots are running. The bots are currently yeah, the bots we're we're running the bots and the vaults are running, really. We're just running them internally. It's really what it is is when we open up the vault, right? Yeah. When we open up the vault for the community. And yeah, again. You know, we're waiting on audit reports. Once the audit reports come back, there's typically some bugs that need to be fixed. Um, but once we sort of clear the audit process, we're going to open up the vaults to the public. And, and, so, you, and, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'll ask the question anyways. Do you think that's like a month away, two months away? No, like yeah, away? so, right. So we, we were shooting for end of January. Um, I would say that's still possible. Is that feasible? I don't know. It's all going to depend on what the what the audits come back with. You know, we're, what we're not going to do is rush and sort of bow to community pressure. I know everybody wants it out. So do we do. So do we. Um, you know, it's going to be, you know, a few weeks. That's what it's okay. going to be. That's, that's okay. what we're looking at. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. And then I guess one one follow up question. We, we see all of these variations of, of different Luna tokens, B Luna, X Luna. You, uh, Lunax, you name it. Is how long does it take? Like, if you do come up with an ARB strategy around the, you know, any sort of idea that you think sort of makes sense, how long does it actually take to get through the audit process? Maybe this was to Safi's question earlier. Yeah, actually get it, get get a vault. Um, yeah, related to that. Strategy? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, it, and and I'm probably not the best one to answer this, but I'll I'll take a shot. I, I can. Well, hold on. Just hold on. Right. Let me let me take a shot first. <laughs> um, so it's it depends on the strategy one and how complex the strategy is. Um, but you know the way our infrastructure is being built and the way our bots are even being built, right? Is for the most part default our you know vanilla ARB strategies. Um, we can basically just replicate the bot and and input instantiate new either new tokens or new dexes or whatever it is um and there's there's kind of some composability there right so 
Um, so certain ARB strategies we can replicate really fast. So for example, we were ARBing, the, we were peg ARBing on TerraSwap, right? So we were ARBing um, the the L1, the seniors, the validator level against the price on TerraSwap for UST and Luna, right? That was, it was very easy to replicate that bot as soon as Astroport went live and implement the Astroport l1 arb strategy right so that that was a that was very easy replication it will also be easy to do it on loop right because it's essentially the same arb strategy with different dexes um you know but if we get into these new derivatives um and we get into multiple dexes you know it, it, it then it then it becomes more and more of a thing right we mentioned on the call on the last call that we're currently rebuilding our PEGAR bot um, in Go, right? Because we've, you know, there's only so far and only so fast we can get the Python bot. And and let me tell you this, guys, the, our Python bot's pretty fast. Like it's it's pretty fast. I don't want to share the exact numbers and speeds because Jump Capital's not sharing their numbers and speeds publicly. Um, but we're we're pretty fast right now. But um, there are there are limitations just with the Python language, so we're rewriting the the Pegar bot in Go, um, and that's probably going to take till March or something like that. You know, so um, it all depends on on how complex the bot is and what exactly we're doing. But again, I'll say that you know arbitrage and arb strategies it's something that you always have to be optimizing if you just leave your bot and don't optimize or improve it, it it's just a matter of time maybe a few months before it becomes irrelevant and then you're being front run all the time because everybody else you know it's kind of like a race everybody else is continuing to optimize theirs if that makes sense all right let's do uh let's do one more question it's 255 let's do one more question Hey, thank you for what you've done for the community. Thank you for for keeping the peg. This is absolutely awesome. Love the idea of the NFTs uh, being bonded, uh, having bonded whale for the community and having the guardian whale NFTs be that kind of bonding. I have a question uh, regarding potentially another part of the airdrop. Uh, have you considered, or I think I think you might have mentioned this just before, that uh, ANC governance stakers would receive part of an airdrop since we are using um, Anchor Earn as kind of generating part of the yield. Uh, general uh, Luna stakers receiving part of, of, of an airdrop to encourage them, but really uh, Anchor governance stakers. That's, that's yeah. So, yeah. So, here <laughs> I'm assuming you're an Anchor governance staker. Um, so yeah. so here's here's where we're at with that. Our original plan for the airdrop, right? Um was so there was a 3% there was a 3% allocation for airdrop. Our original plan was to split that between Luna stakers and Ank Earn depositors. So those who have deposited in, into Anchor Earn, not the governance stakers. And the reason why was we're that's our that's our that's the, the demographic that we're going after. Basically, if you're depositing UST in Anchor earn why not deposit it in white whale and earn you know the U the anchor plus the arb yield so we're trying to capture that demographic right so and and i i tweeted we tweeted about um those two um demographics for the airdrop and then a surprise third one so the surprise third the surprise third airdrop was the guardian whale nft collection right that was so it was going to be luna stakers ank depositors and then an NFT collection, um, you know, airdrop. So 
um that that was the original plan okay um now here's the deal if we do if we go the route of the nft collection and the nft bonds we can still drop them to whoever it doesn't necessarily have to be to whale gov stakers now i personally think that and and we got to check how many wallets are even staking to our governance right it's probably if i had to guess i would say probably three thousand um so that's not a whole collection right we're planning on a ten thousand collection so we could decide as a community where the other nfts get airdropped if it's to ank earn depositors if it's to luna stakers um but we can all have that discussion and decide who gets dropped a guardian whale nft if we decide to go that route so um so that's what i'll say about that but the original plan we've we've sort of moved on from we've we've sort of moved on from that original model and we're now we're proposing this hey thanks a lot thank you so much that's awesome yep okay guys thank you everybody for joining us um we will do this again two weeks from now and um yeah we got a we got a big couple weeks coming up so uh we're gonna keep at it for you all right thank you all have a good Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the White Whale Community Update recorded on Friday, January 14th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Waking up like a basement dweller. Stepped out the door and heard racist yelling. 2020, what an ugly shit show. Staring at the fucking Rick Roll from the get-go. Looking outside, the whole state's on fire. The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars? And replace the writers with AI just like us. Emaciated models killing bright birds. First in, last out, picture me rolling. The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Merc's gonna cash cow, country stolen. Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden. Trying to be so full, spitting that molten lava from the bottom of the caldera. I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle and offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle, blasting off in a rocket. The many people who will, will see things happen to them that are in their favor. So someone's looking over me. That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth
left elbow that takes out all of New York City. And basically every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Terrible spaces.